Spoiler alert, people don't always have nice things to say about lawyers. Even Shakespeare once wrote, first thing we do, let's kill all the lawyers. I like that. Which actually was more about lawyers being what stands between the government and the fanatical mob, but we don't really need to get into all that right now. Right, but what do we do when someone goes online and writes things that are not just unflattering, but untrue? In our last episode, we discussed the importance of online reviews and how to handle the bad ones. Now, we know not everyone is going to go as far as filing suit against a fictional cow. But when does a client review qualify as defamation? And even if it is defamatory, the real question may be, should you actually do anything about it? In this episode, we're discussing defamation and everything from anti-slap lawsuits to liability for online platforms. joining us on Fine Laws Don't Judge Me, the podcast about the real life of lawyering. Today, we're talking about whether bad reviews are worth filing suit. I'm Laura, and here with me today is Andy. Hey. Joe. Hi, Laura. And Allie. Hello. Reviews are important for any business, and the legal industry is no different. We talked a lot about that in our previous episode. And while maintaining control over your firm's narrative is really tempting, when it comes to defending your firm's reputation, how far is too far? So today we're going to talk about whether filing suit over bad reviews is worthwhile and a few things to keep in mind. So one of the first things I think we need to talk about is First Amendment issues. If someone is voicing their opinion online, even if it's unflattering, it's usually going to be protected speech. Yeah, and that's fantastic. <laughs> I knew you would like that. That's that's probably your favorite thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think online reviews uh, and Twitter, to a certain extent, as much mm. of a cesspool has become, it is the great... Equalizer. <laughs> that is true. Uh, someone is not totally in charge of their own narrative if they are providing bad service at a restaurant or, or an attorney whose website says, you know, we answer phone calls 24-7 and we always call you back within a day. Mm-hmm. And they actually never do that. The review platform is a great way, I think, to let people know. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, I, th- I don't think we're I don't think we have any debate over whether people have the right to voice their opinion. And moreover, We also know that everyone has the right to speech that is anonymous, and we see that a lot in online reviews. And so one of the biggest issues um, for attorneys, I think, is are you going to take the time to hunt down the people who are posting reviews without their name attached? Do you you want to spend that time? Cowabunga guy 6743. Mm -hmm. Sorry, cowabunga guy. So sorry. I hope the answer to that is no. Um, It's definitely not worth hunting down cowabunga guy. Um, Like we talked about last uh, episode, if if you just make a thoughtful response, Mm -hmm. if you answer the client's concern, you know, that's not to say that you can't point out that you never represented somebody whose name was cowabunga. Um, Mm -hmm. You can absolutely say that this is not a real person or I never represented this person. Um, But, you know, don't don't waste your life on these kinds of issues either. Yeah, definitely. I think at least in in thinking about this and researching it a little bit, one of the things that came up most often was that it's really only worth it to go down this road of suing when the person leaving the review was never a client at all. and so there, there have been cases, I came across a case where a business tried to subpoena Yelp for the identity of anonymous reviewers, and the courts actually sided with the law firm because they had evidence that the person leaving the review had never been their client at all. Mm-hmm. It was just like a vendetta. Mm-hmm. They had some accident. Or they were just, you know, being a troll. Right, yeah. Was this a canceling 
did the uh, did the firm do something to just get a flood of reviews, or was this only one um, person? Oh, it was actually it wasn't a law firm; it was a carpet cleaning business. Mm. Oh, sweet! But you know the the precedent is there. Yeah. yeah. What it came down to was that the the court of appeals in Virginia said that although people have the right to post anonymously and to post these reviews, that if the business could show that they had a legitimate good faith basis to believe that these were not actual customers, then Yelp was going to have to turn over the information about their identity. And then in the end, would they have to get rid of the po- Yelp would have to delete the the bad I posts? I think that's what or? they were going for, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, with most platforms that you can leave attorney reviews, that is an option. Like, mm-hmm. if you feel like somebody's leaving a review and, you know, you're working through that service and it's not legit. I think not all, but I know some have a policy to, to challenge those. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think most would have some kind of takedown policy yeah, where you can. Which is obviously a first step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> before yeah, you know, yeah you wanna, I would suit. say start with that before going into Literally. actually filing Burn it suit. Down. Yeah, so if you, if you <laughs> immediately go for filing suit, then you're definitely going to run into anti-slap issues, yeah. uh, which... I mean, is another big topic yeah. in all this. Or even if it is somebody who was your client and they leave something and you think it's false or, or yeah, it's it's causing harm to your reputation or your business. Whew. I mean, mm-hmm. filing suit, that's a whole other. That's sort of the nuclear option. It is. Yeah. It is the nuclear option. I think you really have to weigh that pretty carefully um, before. I mean, you know, it's like suing for fees. Like they're, they're pretty likely to come back with something. Mm-hmm. And I don't know any of us practice with 100% certainty that we did everything exactly right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's a, definitely the nuclear option. I'm glad that we make it really difficult to chill speech yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> online. Yeah. Um, I was in, in preparing for this, I was reading a little bit about uh, libel tourism in the UK, how people will file a lot of times we'll file defamation suits there because the author has the burden of proof. Oh, unlike I the think pl- I have unlike, heard of that. unlike the plaintiff. Mm-hmm. It's used a lot in tabloids. Mm-hmm. Uh, celebrities and politicians will sue tabloids with glee sure. over there just all the time because then the onus is on the author to to prove what they wrote mm-hmm. uh, versus here where you, Ali, the lawyer, have to say, yeah. You know, this is harming my, um, this is harming my rep. Yeah. And a lot of times, if um, if a U.S. defendant doesn't show, they'll usually just get hit with a default judgment mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, that used to be enforced here uh, until I read that the law changed in 2010. U.S. courts are barred from enforcing British court libel rulings. Huh. Interesting. Now, of course, we do have forum shopping here too. Uh, with slap lawsuits. Mm-hmm. For example, I think, what is it, California that has one of the tougher laws in the U.S.? And so I think a lot of California residents file elsewhere. Uh, you know, I've seen a couple recently that were filed in Virginia with basically no connection to the state outside of they published something online and people in Virginia could read it. And that's enough to establish a connection and file a lawsuit for defamation. Um, Virginia courts, at least, have said that they have personal jurisdiction in those kinds of situations. Uh, get your act together, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are. I think. I think they're introducing legislation there now Was in response Virginia? to a couple. Yeah, okay. Virginia. Oh. Yeah. Wow.
Well, I suppose we should just quickly go over slap lawsuits just to kind of make sure that all of our listeners are on the same page. Um, SLAP stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. Um, it's used generally to silence people who are saying unflattering things about a business or person. Um, it's litigation to bully. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, yeah. 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 And, and the lawsuits involve usually something like defamation or um, interference of contracts, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things where they're saying that this is untrue and it's harming me and you're interfering with my ability to make a living when, of course, all they did was just say something that might have been true, might have been an opinion. But nonetheless, you get to tie them up in court. Maybe your local newspaper can't afford those fees. And mm-hmm. so they just decide not to start writing about you anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right. The point isn't the end result of this litigation. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. point is to essentially sort of terrorize people <laughs> into silence or not not saying, not voicing their opinion. And those statutes generally, correct me if I'm wrong, those statutes generally allow the defendant to get rid of the case rather quickly instead of instead of getting tied up and being silenced. Am I right on that? You are, yeah. That's typically that's the, what the, the first does. thing. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they, of course, vary from state to state, but then some states do allow the defendant to recover attorney's fees. Not oh, all sure. of them do, but again, like Which we were... T- yeah, that's, I mean, that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I are mean, there if, any lawyers who's... Sorry, Joe. Are there any lawyers whose niche is slap plaintiff lawyers yeah there's a word for them (laughs) slap hole I mean I don't know Um, I doubt that they advertise themselves as such but yeah I mean there's certainly obviously attorneys out there I'm sure who have bulldog reputations do you have information about that joe well that would be a little bit dangerous i think um <laughs> we don't want to go down that yeah road. i mean I, i'm sure that there are um but yeah i don't i don't think it's uh, slap lawsuits are something of an epidemic but i don't think it's along the lines of some attorneys who focus on like filing ADA claims right. mm-hmm. on behalf of clients that may or may not exist right True. hey you're gonna get bad reviews if you do that The ones who are just generally operating badly despite what type of lawsuit it is. Mm -hmm. But there are certainly people who have a tendency to file slap lawsuits. It does Mm -hmm. seem to be like there are a few people out there who really specialize in this sort of lawsuit. Like public figures or business owners or certain organizations? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking of a certain representative from California (laughs) has a tendency to do this. Oh, (laughs) he's a treat. He's a a real peach. But this is an apolitical show. Of course. Yes. That gets into one of the other issues of, of whether it's worth it to file suit is that that probably drew a lot more attention to the whole situation than was even necessary. I mean, I, I think of the, they call it the Streisand effect. In 2003, uh, Barbara Streisand went to great lengths, and I'm talking like a $50 million lawsuit to have a photo of her home removed from the internet. But the thing was that the photo was only downloaded twice, and both times it was by her own attorneys. So what ended up happening was that filing the lawsuit and going through all this drew so much more attention to this photo that she didn't want people seeing when 
realistically, she probably could have just let it go and no one would have ever seen it. So I think the moral of the story is that Barbara Streisand has everything to teach us (laughs) about the life and the law. Yes. (laughs) What I'm saying is, yeah, in, in a lot of situations, it's probably better to just let it go. Or like we talked about in our previous episode, find a way to respond to this review and move on instead of sinking time and energy and probably money as well into a lawsuit about an online review. Your energy is better spent in other ways. Yes. Someone was going to find that house. People are going to find it. Sorry, Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) Babs. So the bottom line is, in most cases, you're probably better off responding to bad reviews with a succinct, constructive reply rather than filing suit. But if you're dealing with trolls, people who you've never worked with, who are posting nonsense, there is precedent that can help you out. Up next, we're going to throw it over to Joe, who's created a segment he's calling Slap Happy. So I thought it'd be fun to play a game. (laughs) I love games. Okay. I think people are going to love to listen to us playing games. Well, (laughs) the listeners can play at home. Ooh. Ooh. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. I will give you a situation that may or may not be an actual slap, and you can tell me. Whether it's true or false. Okay. Ooh, I like this. So you're okay. making up your own slap lawsuits. Some of them. Or yes. some are real, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's the game. Yeah. So it's true, <laughs> false, <laughs> slap. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay, sorry. Yes. I don't want to minimize it. It's a fun game. I No doubt. I Folks, spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on this, Allie. I'm We're, sorry, Joe. No, I'm excited <laughs> to play. Let's go. Let's do it. We're all proud of you, Joe, and we see you. Let's okay. Play. Thank we, you. you. Thank you. So, a Silicon Valley tech entrepreneur financed various lawsuits against an online media company in retribution for an article that called the tech entrepreneur gay. There may be a sex tape involved in this one. Oh, that's got to be real. This is definitely real. I know this one. Yeah, true. Well, it is true. Um, it also would have been weird if I had made up one that involved a sex tape, yeah, I think. That is true. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Yeah, 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 read, yeah I got to read more into this. Yeah. <laughs> so it is true. I'm referring to Peter Thiel, who financed a lawsuit by Hulk Hogan against Gawker, who is now oh, defunct. Wow. Yeah. So uh, Peter Thiel was angry at Gawker for publishing that information that he was gay. Um, he filed his own suit, but then he also financed Hulk Hogan's suit when Gawker published. Right. Hulk Hogan's sex tape. In our second example, a New York attorney sued a blogger who wrote, quite truthfully, that she had been sued for malpractice. That's all he wrote. It was a true claim, but the attorney decided to sue anyway. Is that true or false? True. Yeah, I think that's probably true. I've talked to a lot of lawyers. (laughs) I see this happening. (laughs) I'm going to say false. Is the it wha- true? It's true, yeah. Oh, you it's... just looked really proud of it. So it's like, <laughs> did you think really hard about writing that? <laughs> or is it actually, now I'm just trying to game the Not game. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Allie really wants to win, which I appreciate. Obviously, uh, my strategy is not working. <laughs> no, it is true. Um, this happened back in 2008. I'm not going to name the attorney or the oh. blogger. But, um, yeah, it was just a neutral statement that, she had been sued for malpractice, and uh, she decided to file suit. My cynicism yeah. paid off there. Yeah, it, it's a good example of what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really draws more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you draw more attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. You do not appear better off because of it. Do we know what the malpractice was? 
Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Not off the top of my head. And also, it's not that uncommon. It's you know, super common to be, to be sued. Yeah, yeah, to have an ethical complaint, you know, end up in yeah. dismissal, but you know, malpractice claim. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, every doctor has not, been sued for malpractice right. and not quite a few attorneys. Not that you want to go for that, but it yeah. happens. And mm-hmm. it's not, yeah. To be clear, not every doctor has been sued for <laughs> malpractice. <laughs> oh God, to now, be clear. Now we're going to get slapped with a defamation uh, lawsuit. I hope not. <laughs> All right. So after question two, let's take a look at our scores. <laughs> Andy, you're. Going strong with two correct. I think I'm two for two as well. Laura, you're two for two. Mm -hmm. And Allie is one for two, but don't give up hope yet, Allie. (laughs) 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 It's okay. Our listeners are pulling for you. (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) They're not. No. All right. Example three is this talk show host was sued for criticizing an energy magnate. The case did not include a sex tape, but it did involve foul mouthed squirrels. Yeah, this is real. I know exactly who this is. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't know this one. I do. Okay, so we've got... So... What? I'll say false. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Laura Laura gave it away that it's probably true by saying that she knows who it is. But I Sorry, probably... I but if she had not have one. said that, I'm, I'm going to be honest here because I'm not the lawyer, so I'm going to be honest. <laughs> oh! Uh, wow! Burn! And I would have said false. <laughs> All right, so we've got a false and two trues. Uh, it is true. Welcome Woo. to the bottom of the game. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so this, of course, is John Oliver of last week tonight, uh, who criticized a energy, a, a coal magnate, um, basically for his business practices. That magnate took offense and sued John Oliver, uh, alleging defamation. He recently did a segment about slap lawsuits, John Oliver did, and I think yeah. he, he claimed that HBO spent something like $200,000 defending oh. him. Did he layeth the slappeth down on this guy? <laughs> yeah, they, they won. You know. It's worth a watch. Yeah, and the segment is available on YouTube, and we can actually link to it in our show notes if any of our listeners are interested. It's worth a watch. John Oliver, if you're out there, you are welcome on our show. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, when I've seen last week tonight, they have uh, quoted from a, some of our work on finelaw.com. All right. Oh. I have seen that before. My so God, yes, we're famous. Hey, now. We are, we are happy to host him. <laughs> so our fourth example is about a lawyer who sued his celebrity former client who he defended against drug possession charges for, among other things, saying that he was a truly terrible human <laughs> yes. and a disgrace of a lawyer. This is true. Wow. We haven't had one be false this yet. Is so the cel- the celebrity like... has said that the lawyer is a true disgrace of a human being? Yep. I'm going to say true because I want it to <laughs> wow. be true. <laughs> so mean to us all Seriously. the time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say false just because Joe hasn't made one up yet. It yeah. is true. Yeah. <gasps> Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to f- come up with outlandish things, and everything that I've come up with has already actually been done. <laughs> you got to tell me yeah, who this true. is. I said false. Okay, so we're all even now. Yeah. Yep. Okay, all yep. right. I've got a chance. Uh, so, yeah, this is actually a very recent case This just happened, but um, Jose Baez, who mm-hmm. is famous for defending mm-hmm. Casey mm-hmm. Anthony in her murder oh. charges, uh, he actually represented Rose McGowan, um, in drug possession charges. Uh, she ultimately pled no contest, and after he was done with the case, they he stopped representing her. He then uh, agreed to defend Harvey Weinstein 
against sexual assault charges. Now, Rose McGowan was also one of the mm-hmm. first people to come out against come him, out, yeah. Uh, you know, and so there was definitely some ethical considerations. Now, I am not a lawyer <laughs> yet again, but, but would any of you consider that, would that be considered a... A conflict of it shouldn't. Interest. I no. I think that's legit. Not because I mean, unless something in her case with the drug possession had to do with the, you know, the Weinstein case, which I don't see. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I don't. But have if all he the just facts, asked but. her questions about Weinstein and then went on. To right. Him. If he used it in yeah against her in yeah. other litigation. Okay. So that's that's exactly the dispute, yeah. right? Because yeah, if, if it had nothing to do, if the two things had nothing to do with each other, it's just fine. What Although ro- arguably, yeah, if she's, is that, she, is that still active where she's still suing Weinstein? Because then it would potentially, if it's something negative about her, I guess I could see. Yeah. Um, well, so bias. Uh, says that he cleared it with an ethics attorney. Right. So I, I want to make sure that we get yeah, his point yeah. of, of view on it. Some of this isn't, yeah, yeah, um, bright line. But yeah, what what Rose McGowan is saying is that Weinstein bought off Baez, and and she actually claims that Weinstein planted the drugs. Oh, on that's her. right. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and so okay. so she's There's claiming. There's more to her. Claim. Yeah, so she's claiming it's all a big conspiracy, not just a, not just a basic conflict yeah. of interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, and so not just a conflict of interest. And right. So then the issue is that. Uh, did did Weinstein buy off this attorney? Mm-hmm. Jose Baez, you are welcome to come on to Don't Judge <laughs> yeah. Me and tell your side oh, of the I story. Think that would be fascinating, yeah. honestly. Yeah, he, so. <laughs> he is no longer representing Weinstein either. He was actually um, agreed to be co-counsel at the same time as that Harvard Law professor who oh. is now no longer a Harvard right. Law professor. So, yeah, it's it's tough to represent Weinstein. Well, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time to get into all of that. No, yeah, so that's true. I, I love that this is a game and we've just discussed like lots of legal issues as well. Yeah. I mean, we've got three lawyers, lawyers in the room. So I know, I know. It's just well, that was the purpose happen. of the game. <laughs> that's true. So was it a three-way tie? I think it I was. Think so. Yeah. yeah. We're think. all winners. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. That was a lot of fun and very informative. And that wraps it up for this episode on defamation. Thanks for listening to Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. Check the show notes for links to relevant fine law articles on lp.finelaw.com. For more multimedia content, check out the Fine Law for Legal Professionals YouTube channel. Please support the show by rating and reviewing us. We welcome comments, questions, and opinions. And we promise we won't sue you if you're mean. Contact us at podcasts at thompsonreuters.com. 